0: My name is Vida Sister Prince. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd, 1993. And I am interviewing Demosthenes DuBose on his life for the oral history project, Race and Memory in St. Louis. This is an independent study supported by the Missouri Historical Society. Mr. DuBose, you were born in St. Louis? Yes. And um, you, what was the date of birth? 11, 29, 24. 24. Um, who
1: lived in your home when you were growing up? Mother, father, one older sister, one younger sister. One younger sister.
0: So what did, what work did your parents do?
1: Uh, my father was a foundry worker. Uh, it's the only job I, I'm aware that he ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he worked there 25 or 30 years or so. My mother uh, did uh, domestic work off and on.
0: Off
1: and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the
0: foundry?
1: Do you, would you know the name of where he worked? It was called Magnus Metal. Magnus Metal? It was on Clayton Avenue, yes. Did you ever go over there with him? Yes. Yes. They organized... Uh... uh baseball teams and the like, and he was an ex a pro baseball player, and he got me involved in that with the other persons at the plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had been there. Do
0: you remember the names of the team? No. no. <laughs> I really don't know. It was just
1: a recreational type thing, something they did on Saturdays, that's right.
0: What did someone, what, what kind of work in the family
2: did he
1: do? He was a metal chipper. Uh, It was a huge, uh, at least it seemed like a huge and heavy uh, uh, device, uh, very much like those things that they break up uh, streets with, except Mm -hmm. it was built to be held uh, up in your hand, and they chipped uh, something off the metal. I, I didn't know exactly what they were doing, but it seemed like awfully hard work to me.
0: Did your dad talk about his work? Did he talk about things that
1: happened at work? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. What
0: kind of job did it seem like to you, besides hard work? I mean, did he Was he happy, do you think, doing that? I,
1: I think he was pleased with him because he had been there a long time and he, uh, especially during the war, when the war first began, World War Two, that is, uh, they were working, uh, they went on a, a 24-hour shift and he was one of the persons they chose to work at night because it was unsupervised and they were their own bosses at night. And so, he was pretty proud of uh, proud of that, that they had selected him for that and he made more money doing it too. He
0: didn't have to go in the, uh, in the Army? He was too old. He was too old. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mother, did she talk about what she did um, in people's homes? You aware of yes,
1: uh, generally she uh, uh, did mostly uh, washing and ironing. Mm-hmm. That was generally, sometimes house cleaning. But
2: uh,
1: she talked about the people she worked for sometimes.
2: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: did you get any kind of sense about
1: them? Um, she got along well with them, and she didn't have any real problems with them. Uh, Except uh, she felt that the way they raised their children, uh, they, uh, they were doing a very poor job of raising their children. To put it like that.
0: Did you know what she meant?
1: Well, yes, because she cites some examples of how uh, of difficult, how difficult they, uh, uh, how difficult they uh, a time they had in disciplining their children, mm-hmm. and how she would have done it. And how she had no problems in disciplining the children herself. <laughs>
0: did she, oh, oh, oh their oh, children. She
1: had no problems in disciplining, uh-huh. but they did.
0: Um, of
1: course, her solution would be to turn around and slap hell out of you. That's what she'd do. <laughs> That's what she'd do. <laughs> and I know what she'd have done.
0: <laughs> did she have to do that very often or just once, do you? <laughs>
1: I, I knew when she was getting angry and when she would turn on me, i Learn to uh, grab her and turn her around and run out of the house and come back back to cooled off. <laughs> so.
0: um, how, how about your sisters? Were you? Um, what was the, the difference in age? I mean, how'd you My
1: up? older sister is one year older than I. Oh. The younger sister was uh, five years old, younger.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Debose. Um, what first made you aware
1: that other people's had a different skin color than yours? I have no idea, except that uh, the difference was so obvious if you, uh, uh, you lived in a, a sort of a self-contained neighborhood. Which you didn't get out of it for school or for anything else unless you happened to go downtown or uh, shopping, or something of that nature, and then the difference was made there in that you couldn't eat anywhere downtown. Um, uh, blacks didn't work downtown, didn't you well, if you saw them, they were running elevators or something of that nature, or they were pushing a broom. So you could easily see those differences. And then both my parents, although they did not, <coughs> excuse me, They did not. uh, I don't think neither of them ever got past tenth grade. They were both prodigious readers, and they would sit and uh, read the newspaper after dinner. We always ate together. They would read the newspaper and then they discussed what they had read. And I think that's where uh, the three the three children got in the habit of reading. Uh, I don't know how early I began reading, but I. uh, reading newspapers and news articles mm-hmm. at very young age, and uh, they would discuss it. They would talk about it, and uh, while we didn't particularly, the children didn't particularly participate in it, we sat there listening to it. With no television, we used to listen to programs on the radio, of course, and we listened as a family, because we only had one radio, so we all listened together. And sometimes that was discussed.
0: Your parents from St. Louis?
1: No, they were born in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Do you remember how you first became aware of discrimination or, or segregation? When did this begin to be a part of your life?
1: I'm sure I was aware of it before. The incident I'm going to describe occurred to what wasn't really an incident. It was uh, during the Depression, my dad was laid off, as most people seemed to be at that time. He couldn't find work here, and my mother's sister, who lived in Grand Rapids, urged uh, them to move to Grand Rapids. He felt that uh, he could find a job there much easier. And so we did. The entire family moved to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I recall uh, the, his discussions that uh, a black couldn't get a job doing what he had done here as a chipper or as a skilled foundry worker. The only kinds of jobs that blacks had up there were waiters, janitors, and the like. And he was very disgusted whether he stayed one year while we, because he didn't want to take us out of school before he moved back here. And uh, that was the first time I'd gone to school with whites. I was, uh, I had a cousin, female, who lived there and we were the same age. And we were in the only two blacks in our class at that school. And of course I'd never gone to school with whites before. Our neighborhoods were integrated. Our neighbors were uh, mostly white. But then there was still that difference that was very noticeable in that uh, uh, not only in listening to the kind of jobs that my dad talked about. uh, My mother did the same thing that she had done here, of course. She didn't have any trouble at all finding those kind of jobs there.
0: What did you hear your parents say about what, did, what went on at school? Was there things that went on at school that you brought home No,
1: school was very pleasant there. There were no black teachers. All the teachers were white. Blacks weren't permitted to teach there at that time. So, all the teachers were white. Did
0: you ask your parents why?
1: I did. And they said they don't permit blacks to teach. Excuse me, I'm
0: sorry. And, and
2: then did,
1: did you pursue it? No. Uh, based on what I had learned previously, uh, it was the way things were in the world.
0: What did you learn previously?
1: Well, that there was a difference between black and white, and blacks were only permitted to do certain things. That was true here. Mm-hmm.
0: So, when did
1: you move back? We stayed one year, one came mm-hmm.
0: we Oh, God,
1: it was about mid-thirties, 35, 36, somewhere in there. And then Hmm. was
0: your father rehired by the same company? They reopened, yes, and he went back to the same place. Mm -hmm. Where were you living at the time? Did you come back to the same neighborhood? Tell me about where you
1: lived. Mm, Let's see. Where were we living when we left here?
2: What school did you go to?
1: I think I went to Simmons. No, when I came back I was going to Simmons. But when I left, we must have been in a different neighborhood because I didn't go to Simmons Elementary School at the time. Uh, I think we lived somewhere on Aldine, unless I'm mistaken, so 39, 40, 100 Aldine when we left. And when we came back, we uh, lived on uh, St. Louis Avenue because we lived, uh, oh, a few doors from Simmons Elementary School. And that's where I, uh, when, see, when I was in Grand Rapids, I was in the fifth grade, so I went from six, seven, and eight there, yes.
0: But you felt that you, you talked to your parents about your concerns
2: that you
1: had? No, not really. You don't, didn't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> you might ask a question here or there, but uh, there was no real discussion. Uh, this was the status quo, and you knew that. So, there was nothing to discuss. Well, tell
0: me about going downtown. Tell me about going any place that was different from being in your neighborhood.
1: Okay, well, go downtown, um, you could not eat anywhere, so you had to make sure you ate before you left uh, home, and you didn't eat until you came back to the uh, black neighborhood if you were going to go to a restaurant, which we didn't do that often anyway.
0: And, and did your mother make any comment about it, or did she just feed you, and were you just...
1: Yes, they, they would make comments about it. Uh, they would make comments about uh, the fact that blacks weren't permitted to uh, work downtown in, in the uh, stores. Yes, they would. They would comment uh, about the fact that, uh, as a matter of fact, they refused to eat at the one stand-up counter they had. It was either at Scruggs or famous. I've forgotten which one it was. The only facility they had downtown where blacks could eat was a stand-up arrangement where you had to stand at a waist-high counter and eat. And uh, they refused to eat there if they ever uh, got home, they just do it out until they got home. But but that those are conversations and, and, and they weren't extensive conversations. They didn't go into it in any depth. Because they didn't need to. They didn't feel they need to, and they didn't. Uh, we were aware of what was happening, so we knew it. We knew that this was the status quo, as I said. And how did you
0: feel? What did that make you feel?
1: I'm not sure if you, uh, if you felt anything at all. Uh, You've been born into that. You resented it, of course, because there were certain things you wanted to do. Uh, Especially after I got to high school and uh, I played on the uh, basketball team, I was captain of the team for a while, and we played in a black league that was composed of some teams from Illinois and uh, some teams there in Missouri, and we always felt we were much better than the uh, white teams that played when they were in their tournaments, we felt we could win but we never played them they they never would play us what high school
0: were
1: you? i went to some mm-hmm. when you went downtown
0: with your parents what what did you go
1: downtown to do um i wore glasses and i had to go change glasses and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, my mother would take my sisters of course to do some shopping mm-hmm. clothing and the like um, And I'd do the same with uh, either my mother or father. So we went downtown for things like that. Do you
0: remember the stores? Were they the department stores or were they smaller stores?
1: They were some of the larger ones. Uh, I think Sticks was around, Famous was around, Scrubs was one of them. I certainly remember all three of them.
0: And you could try clothes on and
1: you could? As far as I know, you could. I just don't recall not being able to do so.
0: It that you might remember not.
1: Yes, uh, and I just don't recall that occurring.
0: Uh-huh. Um, are there any incidents that stand out in your mind that were either very pleasant or not? Not really. Um, mm-hmm. Did you feel that when you could, did you, did you talk to your parents that, that about anything that it was um, did they listen to you as much as you were listening to them? Did you have an opportunity to give your expressions and feelings?
1: Oh yes, if you had something to say, that certainly listen. Mm-hmm. and, and it would be fully discussed.
0: How did they how did they let you know how they felt about themselves? Was there any their work or their family? Um Did you get a sense of that they were passing on anything to you about how they
1: felt about themselves? Well, they were proud of what they had done uh, and how well they uh, maintained the family and uh, they were uh, very strict about, uh, we heard them discussing it. uh, saving, wouldn't save much, but they always saved a little every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept a strict budget for uh, groceries. I didn't recall them sitting down and we sit there and watch them. Uh, they made a list of what they needed to buy and how much it was going to cost and they would stick to that. And of course that was during time for five dollars it took all five of us to bring home whatever we bought. Say that
0: again.
1: You would, you'd spend five dollars and it took the whole family to bring home everything um, that you got so much from. For five dollars. <laughs> yes. Uh, will will talk about your
2: neighborhood a little bit for me? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, were there stores there or did you go into the stores who owned them, uh, your neighbors?
1: Mm, that was small confectionaries, generally. Although, uh, Eastern Avenue, which is Dr. Martin Luther King now, had a number of there's uh, kind of almost any kind of store you wanted to name, mm-hmm. and did a, a lot of shopping there. Most of them were owned by uh, by Jews at the time. Mm-hmm. Just about all of them were. And
0: how, how did that happen? how did that work? Was it pleasant?
1: Was it unpleasant? Mm-hmm. Was it no. They, uh, they seem to be very good neighbors. <laughs> it was during a period of time where uh, practically everyone had to run some kind of credit account, and, and they did. Mm-hmm. Now, you said neighbors. They did, did they live
0: there? No. They live above the no. I
1: said, uh, I was using neighbors in the sense that yeah. they were there all the time, but no, mm-hmm. they did not live there generally did not every now and then you find one who did lift up over the store but generally mm-hmm. they did they did not
0: how did a, how did your parents let you know about how they felt about other people did you get a sense of um, people that were different than you whether it was white or the Jewish people that had the stores
1: well, the only thing that you would know is the two of them would discuss it, would discuss it, and you would, if they had any prejudices, if they disliked the person or something, it would come out in, uh, in the uh, discussion. But uh, there was no big deal made over there. it was just the passing conversation yes. generally.
0: Many times, what I'm getting at, many times things are talked about at the kitchen table or the dining room table, or it can be a um, passing remark, and you hear it, and um, it, it settles in on you, and it uh, it can be kind or unkind. Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: um, I was just wondering how, how that happened. Well, your
1: now I, there were obviously remarks made about black and white, and uh, things whites did mm-hmm. that uh, they didn't like, but. There was no real discussion of it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: did
1: you ask a lot of questions as a child? I don't recall. I probably did, but I just don't remember any specific questions we asked. Um,
0: did your parents tell you about? Any model behavior or or techniques of getting along
1: in the world that you were born in, like going downtown? Was there any behavior guidelines that... Not here. No, no, no. We were, since we lived here, and they never mentioned uh, (laughs) any don'ts or any dues for that matter.
0: Okay. When you lived away, was
2: there mm-hmm. any concerns with that?
1: The only time that uh, was when I, I I went to live with my aunt in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Well she really lived in Whistler, a suburb of Mobile, and uh, I was given a long list of do's and don'ts. And differences to expect and the like. Of course, I've never gone any farther south than here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, of course, was trying to be very careful. And then when I reached there, my also went over the whole thing thing with me again to try to keep me out of trouble. Mr. DeVos,
0: when you and I talked on the phone, and we talked about you going downtown and the feelings that you got. You did use a word over the phone that you haven't used today, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that word was unwanted. that you could tell by going downtown that, um, and whatever else
2: was happening to you. Is that is that? Well,
1: that that, I- that is true. Yes. Uh, and especially in relation to uh, the restaurants and and, and the like, uh, yes, you would feel unwanted. But it was a part. As I said, it's, it it was a part of the, uh, the status quo. So I don't. It didn't really bother you that much because you knew this is the way things work. This is the way things work. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you get a philosophy of life from your
1: you're aware of? I think so. And this came generally from both of them, is that you treat people the way you wanted to be treated, Mm -hmm. and uh, both my dad and my mother would go out of their way to uh, help someone. They always would. Would you say this
0: has helped you?
1: Yeah, I pretty much do the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to say something?
1: No. Um, what did you? What did your family
0: do for for fun together? We go on picnics. Where'd
1: you go? Um, Forest Park, mm-hmm. O'Fallon Park. My parents, especially, liked uh, like picnics, mm. and uh, we walked to O'Fallon Fallon Park, which does not seem that long, but it seemed like a hundred miles at the time. But we always walked over there. But I wouldn't be surprised. During the summer, we might j- go on picnics about once a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never went to together, the children, we would go occasionally. Mm-hmm. But uh, the they, okay. they, they liked to uh, uh, play cards together too. We played uh, with, and my dad always played with my mother and I always played with my oldest sister. My youngest sister was too young to know how to play. And he'd always get angry with my mother because she'd sit up and go to sleep with me. <laughs> um, was
0: your mode of transportation in the mystery car? I
1: walk. I walk. Nah, my dad never owned a car the entire time that uh, he lived.
0: Um, did, uh, could, could,
2: could you sit anywhere
0: you wanted on the streetcar? Yes. I get two schools of thought there. That's what I've always heard, and then occasionally you'll read something uh, where it says that they they did sit in the back, so I don't know if that was true for some
1: people. I don't don't recall ever having to sit anywhere Mm -hmm. in particular. Mm -hmm. I always chose the back because that was the most comfortable. My mother did, and we always went with her. Did that? Uh, did you? Have, did that church have anything to do with your
0: socializing, and, or was it just going on Sunday? What part did it play in your uh, life?
1: A small part. They they would have was a small church, and they would have uh, various programs. My well, my dad would go to those programs if we were on it, but he didn't uh, he didn't think too much of ministers.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did Did he tell you why?
1: Mm-hmm. He thought they were hypocrites.
0: Did you ask what a hypocrite was? No, I knew what a hypocrite you was. What was? Mm-hmm. Um, and did your mother? Did they get to <laughs> have a discussion on that?
1: No, no, no. She, she was. Uh, she was very strong in her religious faith, and she was going. She was going to see that we went, and he didn't mind. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What church was I think it was called. Oh God, I don't know. I can see the place a very small church, and I remember the pastor. As a matter of fact, since I, uh, he's passed away. But after I was grown. Uh, and was participating with the union, he belonged to the Ministerial Alliance, and we, uh, as a union, would very frequently uh, meet with them to discuss the various school issues and the like. And he was always very proud to introduce me because I had gone to his church when I was a kid. He was a very nice guy, and he had two children who were almost like brother and sisters to us too. Do you remember his name? Beg your pardon? Do you
0: remember
1: his name? Richmond. Richmond. Mm -hmm. The son was a police lieutenant. Uh, The daughter is dead, but he's still around. The son is retired, but he's still around.
0: Did your parents talk to you about your future? Was that the American
1: dream? No. Not specifically. And I guess you uh, uh, formed your views of what your future would be by what the people did in the neighborhood primarily, and um, post office seemed to be a good job because the people worked there and they made good money and the people who did best doing the person were people who worked the post office. Or they taught school, or they were physicians uh, or nurses or or some uh, professions like that, and all those people lived in the same neighborhood with us, of course. And we knew them well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what, what did you feel your choices were? Did you have aspirations beyond what you felt your choices might
1: be? You know, I often wonder what, what, what I would have done had the uh, war not come along, because I really didn't have any ambition to do anything one way or the other, to tell you the truth. I vaguely thought about going to uh, college. No one had ever gone to college in my family before and I vaguely thought about it. But I really thought about it primarily because I was a star basketball player and I had uh, many opportunities for scholarship. That was my main reason for going. But uh, I graduated in June 43 and went to the service in August, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and uh, by the time I came back. I thought I was. A, I went uh, on a scholarship along with the GI Bill, and the very first week I was at school, I was automatically put on the team because I was the, with the first group who came home, and they were looking high and low for for players on any teams. But the first week they were going on a swing through the East. uh, where they would be gone for two weeks and I wouldn't go. I decided it was far more important to stay in school and to be out, especially the first week of school, Mm -hmm. first two weeks of school, and to be playing basketball somewhere. And I never played another varsity game after that. I played intramural. But uh, never played any more voice there. I, I quit the team.
0: Where did discipline
1: come from? Running like that? I, I don't know. I, I guess my dad. He, he he was like that too. He could decide. He make up his mind what he thought was best, and he would stick to it. Um. Did you? Uh, when did you decide what
0: you want to be?
1: Well, when I went to uh, as I, No, I went to Lincoln University in uh, in Jefferson City, which is where I met my wife, that's about And, uh, What year did you go? 46. Oh, 46 Mm-hmm. I only went a year. And, uh, things were still segregated, schools were still segregated. Yes, yes. And I, uh, was taking uh, uh, general subjects. I had made up my mind what I wanted to do. In the back of my mind, I thought I wanted to be an attorney. But, uh, I was just taking general uh, uh, academic courses at the time, which, were, which I would need no matter what I was going to uh, take. But, as I say, I was only there about a year, a year and one summer. And then, I, I left because for financial reasons. My sister my youngest sister. By the time I got out of the service, she graduated from high school and she wanted to go. To uh, she went to Lincoln also. And my dad had died while I was in the service. My mother couldn't afford to keep her in school, so I quit in favor of so that my older sister and I could keep her there. And she quit after two years too. <laughs> she just she didn't want to go any longer. But after that, it was. 10 years before I went back to school.
0: What did
1: you do in the Oh, I did a lot of everything. I worked as a, uh, I worked at the post office. I worked as a route salesperson. Route salesperson? I to see people on PepsiCola trucks and uh-huh. Raw Crown trucks. Okay. I was a Raw Crown truck man. Mm-hmm. I sold, soda for a good number of years. Um I worked for a funeral home as a funeral t- director. Um in all the jobs I had when I quit one on Friday I started another one on Monday. I never had a gap. I thought it was sinful to miss a payday. I still think so. <laughs> but I did that uh until I'd always said I was going back to school and uh, what, uh, my wife, well, she graduated from Lincoln. She went to Washington uh, to get her master's. She's a social worker, and we decided after we got married that as soon as she finished hers that I'd go back
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we'd start paying off bills so we could do it, and the minute she graduated I did go back and that was about Ten years or so. And you
0: went
1: to Wash U? No. I went to Harris Teachers. Yes. and uh, didn't particularly want to be a teacher, but that's all I could afford. If I could have afforded Wash U, that I probably would have gone there. Mm-hmm. But I ended up being a teacher because that was the college I could afford to go to. And I did end up getting a masters from Wash U, but I had a, got a scholarship for that also.
0: Mr. Debose, things obviously had changed for the black, for the Negro at that time. Yes. How did those changes? How was it for when you could begin to go to different places or eat in different places and restaurants? How, how did you how did you personally handle that?
1: Um nothing to handle. You just did it. (laughs)
0: Well, I would, I would, um, I have heard that it was a slow process for some. Um, Did you find that you didn't have to think about it? You just went? Were you concerned with how, uh, that you were going somewhere that you hadn't been able to go before?
1: I don't think so. Uh, didn't go that much, to tell you the truth, not during that period of time because I didn't have money to go, so I w- really wasn't concerned with it.
0: Um, did it give you a different sense of how you felt about yourself? You no,
1: know, because I felt pretty good about myself already. I felt the other people had the problem, not I. Mm-hmm. But did you feel
0: wanted as opposed to unwanted that you felt?
1: I don't really feel that wanted now, to tell you the truth. And that may be a happenstance of uh, childhood, I don't know. But uh, I can look at, uh, my wife accused me of doing this all the time, had this, uh, uh, when FUTO, they were trying to decide what penalty he would get. I said, he's going to get life. I say if it's black, they'd give him death. But I say he's going to get life, and he did. And I remember when this uh, white uh, supremacist, supremacist killed a state trooper, they gave him life. And it could have been six months later when a black killed a state trooper and they gave him death. Exact, exact <laughs> same cases. So. I feel these kind of things all along. Yes, I do, and uh, they are they're subtle, but I think they exist.
0: Um, was your family? Did did your family? Did you feel like they provided for you in a sort of a comfortable way?
1: I think so. Mm-hmm. We didn't have everything, but we got as much as we needed. Yes. What well,
0: What was the your coloration is, is medium, I would say. I mean, was there a difference in those days? Is there a difference now in people's coloration?
1: You mean in, in how people are treated?
0: How people are treated, or how, how they they feel about <coughs> themselves, or
1: how? No, uh, uh, blacks used to uh, uh, would be very, uh, they would hoard blacks who were very dark. What? They did not like blacks who were very dark. All blacks wanted to be a uh, fair complexion, and that's what they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that exists now. Not with the younger blacks, I anyway. know uh, Blacks my age, they may still carry that around with them. Who did your parents, uh, who
0: were their friends, who did they socialize with?
1: Oh, primarily uh, one or two families who they had known in uh, Alabama who moved here. Uh, one family in particular, uh, we exchanged visits every other Sunday. They'd eat dinner at our house one Sunday, and we'd eat dinner at their house the next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Of course, all of them are dead now, mm-hmm. but yes, and. Uh, my father and this gentleman friend, one of the highlights of the meeting, uh, they would sit around and talk about things that had happened to them in Alabama. And we were convinced that they were lying, but they were very good (laughs) storytellers. They were very good storytellers. Except that I found out in later years, some of those things that he was telling were really the truth.
0: Were they painful things?
1: Oh, some were, but most of them were hilarious. Most of them had to do with race. Most of them had to do with race. Um, my dad never knew his mother. His mother died in childbirth. He was the youngest, and his mother died in childbirth. And so he was shelled around to his very sisters. I think there were 10 or 12 of them, something like that. And all of them were sisters, but uh, there were 10 or 12 children. and he, was moved back and forth with the various systems. He talked about the time he spent at a uh, boarding school called Tuggers Institute and I thought all the longer he was lying. Called what? Tuggers, Tuggers. Tuggers? Tuggers. T-U-G-G-E-R, I think is the way, R-L-E-S, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And I found out after I became an adult that there really was a Tuggers Institute <laughs> and he was really there.
0: It was really big. It <laughs> was really big. <laughs> um, what were your parents' names? Wilbert and Pauline. Mr. Debose, Debose is a beautiful name, and you have a wonderful
1: first name, Demosthenes. I always say that comes from half educating women, and the reason I say I that, half educating, educating. <laughs> no, they wouldn't give people that kind of name. We had a uh, complete volume of Greek classics. There had to be about 35 or 40 volumes. And uh, they were read by the family. I read most of them and uh, my mother and a couple of my father's sisters, my aunt, had read it. And my mother claims that that's where my name came from, that she read it in those Greek classics. As a matter of fact, we all have Greek names. I have a sister whose name named uh, Deliska and I, my younger sister's name, Ione. I own. They all had, we all had Greek names, and we put it on that volume of, <laughs> those volumes oh, of Greek classes of that we had in our family until the house burned down, and it, they burned up. <laughs> but
0: you kept the name. We
1: kept the names, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Well, do you remember the first time that you, just speaking of integration, do you remember the first time that you um, went someplace and just…
1: Not really. No, no, no. I I just wouldn't remember anything like that. No.
0: All right. Um, What are the situations now that might make you consciously aware of your
1: the color of your skin, besides the fact that I've asked you to come here and talk about it. <laughs> but besides that, are there things that... Um, about five years ago, I, uh, when I retired, we moved out here to uh, St. Charles County. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were LA at home, so we ate a lot of restaurants. You were what? a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. out there. And you become aware, at least we became aware of it, of how few blacks live out there, because you end up being the only one in most cases. And the people who teach you very nicely, of course, uh, but you, you become aware that you were the only one around. Uh, we see more and more blacks, I think, more moved out there. Now, you see more now, but you still don't see an awful lot. Mr. Bush, how did you happen to move
0: out there?
1: Well we really wanted to move to Lake St. Louis, which is even farther west than where we are, Uh, but felt we couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And we happened to see this on the way and liked it. So you really didn't,
0: did you not give any
2: thought
1: to the fact that you might be a minority there? No. Didn't worry about it. We're the only blacks who live in the place where we live, and we don't there aren't any others there.
0: So, you don't feel that uh, you have to do anything to to enter any other world or any area? You, do you do anything differently? Um, do you feel
1: like- Well, m- most blacks, uh, most blacks who uh, are black, uh, have educations are you know, really two different people. and that they're one person around blacks and they're a different person around whites. The stories they tell, the uh, the language they use, is completely different when you're around blacks than it would be if you were around whites. So you're
0: saying that's true for you
1: too. Well. Uh-huh.
0: Is it different than just feeling at home with people um, and not at home with people? Is there a finer line there? there
1: I don't know. Uh, No matter how close you are with whites, and I've been close and am close with a number of them, uh, count them as being my very best friends, and uh, will even be the kind of black that I am when I'm around other blacks with them, I feel comfortable enough to do that with them. But they're still different, and I tell them that. Um, Lifestyles, language, slang, it's different. I've heard teachers say, just give me a child, I can teach any child. They're wrong because black and white children are different. And if you don't recognize that, you're going to be in awful lot of trouble trying to teach them. But
0: going to that with
1: me a little bit more. They're different because of their backgrounds, they're different because of what they bring to school. They're different because of the way they talk, and the way they act, the way they are taught to act at home.
0: Well, you've had so much experience. 27 years in the public schools. I I took it uh, that from the article in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. um, You've been so patient with me through all these phone calls that I've had with you. But um, I'm just going to go down here for the sake of the tape, and you correct me if I have anything wrong. Now you uh, work in the partnership division in the public school system. Yes, I work planning partners. cultural activities and field trips, and Good. setting up like business people and students.
1: So I, I uh, make, it that? would be better to say I assist a divisional assistant in doing that.
2: Okay.
0: Um, and you were president of the Teachers Union, Local 420, the American Federation of Teachers. Yes. Okay. You taught in city schools, and in 1980, you were director of employee relations for s- the school system. Yes. You retired in 1989. Um, I think. do you think? <laughs> I um, might have been 88, I don't think. You had a son and six grandchildren, and you fought in an all-black, World War two. So we had a lot of things to, more to talk about. But what my question right here was how is the black child today different to, from the Negro child? We'll get to that. Let's go back to where you were talking that from the home. There are all these differences.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, one, one noticeable difference I think is uh, uh, if a black child uh, Gets into an altercation at school, generally, and uh, they go back home. They're telling their parents about it. The parents are telling them, "Look, you have to fight." The only thing white parents tell their children that.
0: Uh,
1: do I don't know. They tell them. Most of them I haven't discussed it, but they say they tell them to avoid it. <laughs> black children, uh, black parents generally don't tell their children that. Uh, they tell them, you've got to fight. So that's the only way to keep this person from bothering you. You have to fight. Okay.
0: And, and what else
1: makes it different? Um, the way they're disciplined. Uh, there's a lot of uh, what they call corporal punishment in black mold. If you do something, you're going to get cracked, and you know that's what you're going to say that leads to child abuse. I'm not so sure that's true, to be the truth. But uh, I'm sure that you will see children who are raised that way, raise their children the same way. I'm sure that occurs. And when they stopped using corporate punishment in the public schools, with black children, that was the last thing that they needed to do. And made it extremely difficult to control them, because they had been raised all their lives by having, using the, by parents using them, called for punishment. So that kept them in the sort of line and allowed people to
0: yes. get their attention yes. to teach. Mm-hmm.
1: Now the children realize there's not much you can do to them.
0: Now they realize there's not much
1: you can do to them. Right. They know the corporate punishment policy as well as you do. But when did that come into effect? Oh, even before I left. Um, So it had to be about mid 80s or something like that. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. More differences.
1: I can't think of anything specific. If I think of something as I go along, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, but there's certainly a difference, I think. Um, oh,
0: sorry. But,
1: well, I, um, the way, um, and there was an article about this, uh, uh, relative to sports teams, the way blacks, Um, what blacks call signifying or wolfing.
0: Or wolfing?
1: It's called wolfing. W O
0: L
2: or W O? Wolf,
1: just a W O L F mm-hmm. I N G, wolfing or signifying. Uh, sports teams when they play one another, mm-hmm. especially blacks. Uh, I don't know, did you see the, the film? Uh, white boys, white men can't jump. Uh, There was a lot of that in there and that happens. It's not exaggerated. Uh, That they carry on this kind of uh, conversation with one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, They try to put you down, not only in their play but in the way they can talk. they do it so strenuously, it appears sometimes that uh, you'll see two blacks doing you think they're going to fight. Black teachers generally know when they're going to fight, white teachers can't recognize the difference.
0: It's it sounds like a, a play
1: thing that they're doing. It it is, and, and it and, and they're weird. in one another's face as they say. They're going chin to chin. They're calling uh, each other everything on this, but uh, except the Son of God. And you think for sure, mm-hmm. in the next second they're going at one another. And generally, my teachers recognize that they're not.
0: They're not going. To, they're not it's going. Gonna it's going to
1: dissipate, right? And uh, they recognize that from their own upbringing. So what do you
0: think causes white teachers not to be do? They've
1: never been around blacks.
0: But even if they're told about it, they they
1: can't? Uh, There seems to be some innate way that blacks can tell that, um, because they recognize when they get ready to fight and they'll step in very quickly and separate them before they do start fighting.
0: A black woman. Yes. Do do you
1: think, does fear have anything to do with uh, the white teacher now? It could be, it could be. We found that was true and I uh, was working uh, with the union and then I worked with the board at the time they integrated teachers. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a genuine fear of. White teachers not wanting to, and many of them quit when, uh, when they ended up being transferred to the north side. And you found that uh, school principals on the north side at that time who were predominantly black, 90 uh, 95% of them were black because that's the way they had to set up. You go into a building, that generally they had kindergarten, first grade, third grade, second, third grade maybe fourth grade, all on the first floor. Those were the younger kids. Mm -hmm. And they have the fifth, sixth, seventh, or whatever Mm -hmm. on the second floor. And when you walk in there, you would not see a black teacher on the first floor. It would all be white. And on the second floor would be all the black teachers with the older kids. Mm -hmm. But when you go to the south side, where, Most of the principals were white. Mm -hmm. You find the same thing. And most of the children there were white.
0: So you would find the the white teachers on
1: the- The black principals felt that the black teachers were better disciplinarians for the older children and felt the white uh, teachers could handle the younger ones better.
0: On the south
2: side? You no, on them. the north side. Oh, on the north side.
1: Yet when you got on the south side, you found that the, uh, the white principals felt the same way. And they put all of the black teachers in their time. They were very young. Of course, they, they, so they, they, the they put them on this, uh, with the upper grades. So they had to handle the majority of white
0: children and a few blacks. That
1: right. Mm-hmm.
0: Mr. Bose, um Brown versus Topeka, on the Board of Education, mm-hmm. the immigration case. Okay, that changed. Um,
1: that was fifty-four. Mm-hmm. Where were you in nineteen fifty-four? I think I was seven Soda. I was. A soda. I was a route salesman.
0: You were route salesman.
1: Yeah, I had not gone back to school.
0: Okay, so.
1: I went back, I think, the the year after that, unless I'm mistaken. All
0: right. So, but you said you were involved and nobody, they didn't integrate right away. So, I would like, I would like for you, um, what you had to do, if you had anything to do with that period of time when the integration was going on, and when you talk about it, uh, if you would talk about it in specific terms of what school you were in. And um, instead of north side, south side, if you
1: could give me anything specific. Uh, uh, our school board uh, at that time, uh, our school board fought integration originally. Mm-hmm. They went to court to keep it from a, from occurring. And it was a number of years before they finally threw in the towel. And they crossed sides. They became. Uh, and I'm trying to remember oh, they were the plaintiff. They were the defendant at first, and then they became the plaintiff themselves, is mm-hmm. what they did. And I finally graduated from Harris and started teaching in January 61. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where
0: were
1: you? I, was, uh, I attended Harris. Yeah, but
0: you were teaching, going to teach where?
1: I was assigned to Mason School.
0: And where is Mason? It's
1: on, um, it's at Southwest in Hampton, okay. or Southwest in Watson is where it is. And who made up
0: that school?
1: Uh, it was an all-white school, all-white teachers. They selected me, they selected uh, another uh, gentleman, uh, Stan Jordan. They selected Dars Harrington and Nadine. I think of Nadine's last name. We were all good, went to Harris. We were good friends in Harris, but we had one thing in common: we were all older people who had been married and had held other jobs. Before I was the oldest. Uh, Stan was married. He had all of us had gone back to school after having been away from school and hadn't Having had jobs in other places uh, before, and uh, they uh, we found out later they purposely selected us because of our supposed maturity. And uh, we bussed children from in front of uh, Dozier School, which was at Maple and Goodfellow, self-contained rooms, four self-contained black rooms. There had never been a black. teacher our child at that school, and uh, there had never been a man at that school, because they didn't have a man's restroom. We had to use the <laughs> custodian. The only man was the custodian. We had to use his restroom. Are you talking about
0: when they got there to Mason
1: School, they had self-contained room? We rode the bus with them, and we had a self-contained room. Uh, we taught but only our black children that we brought over there. This was integration? That was integration. Excuse me. Yes, that was, and uh, we originally uh, had different recess periods. Our children were in the yard at one period that everyone else in the building was in the yard at another period. We had different lunch periods also. The principal, Margaret Flavin, who I love her, didn't like that arrangement and she got permission from her district superintendent to put them all together, recess and lunch. And she did, she put them all together for, those two periods, and the first month we were there there were probably as many parents in the building strolling the halls to see what was going on uh, than had been at that school in the last five years I would imagine, but they came to see what the heck was happening Because as I said, there had never been a black in that school before. Mm -hmm. But we did extremely well, although uh, we had, because the time we were there was the early 60s. They were marching all over, started marching all over the South. There was always tension Mm -hmm. between white and black. uh, And we had our altercations with uh, primarily other white teachers but because of this principal we, c- we couldn't have asked for a better situation she was a great girl did she come to you
0: with this i mean she said the principal
1: she,
0: yes mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm.
1: right. And so how did the parents react Um. Uh, right. she told them Look, these are teachers they're going to do what uh, what you find other teachers doing and uh, she told us that when we're in that yard, mm-hmm. so you discipline them just like you discipline anyone else.
0: But I mean, mixing them for lunch and that—that yes. that, that uh, was the way it was.
1: That's the way it was.
0: So,
1: and uh, prior to opening this school, they had opened some far north schools, which were always also all white, but. They had the self-contained rooms there also, and the stories I used to hear from the teachers who taught over there, um, they did not have nearly as good a situation because they told all kinds of horror stories, I can't remember any of them now, about uh, how they were treated and and, and the like, and uh, mostly by the other teachers in the building.